0: Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone, and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, founder of Crystal Clear Finances and your host for the next 30 minutes. Well, here we are in the month of April and we are talking about the great transfer of wealth that's happening. Now, if you've been tuning in lately, you know that we're talking about the course of the next seven years where money will transfer from one generation to the next generation. And one of the roles I feel so strongly about is making sure, hey, I want you to be ready to receive the money a lot of people are under the misnomer of, oh, well, I don't have to worry about doing anything to receive the money. They just need to know how to spell my name and write the check. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if that's all we had to do is just sit there and the money comes to us and we know exactly what to do? But it doesn't work that way. There actually are stewardship principles that help us prepare for money. And I truly believe this. When we begin to prepare and grow, we enlarge ourselves to be able to receive Many times we think, well, we'll wait till the incident will happen and then I'll get ready. Then it's usually too late. So what we want to talk about is we want to make sure that there is a spiritual awareness. And we talked about that last month. And really over the past 24 years, if you've listened to me, there's always been that drive of what is the spiritual awareness that we need to know about? What is it that we need to realize that, hey... Just perhaps there's something bigger that I'm meant to do. This money isn't all just for me. I'm going to give an account for it. Now, let me just pause here because sometimes we say, oh, when it comes to spiritual awareness, you want me to feel like I'm a pauper. Well, listen, we're just conduits of blessing, right? And those conduits of blessing, what happens if water comes through it? It gets wet too. So we're going to get blessed with the blessings God has. We just can't mistake that we think it's all for us. Because it's not. There's an eternal purpose when it comes to our resources. So, having a spiritual awareness of the responsibility of the blessings that God wants to send to us, you know, one of the things that He has worked with George and I on is setting that lifestyle ceiling. Because I want God to know listen, no matter how much seed you send, I am not going to eat all the seed. This is my ceiling, I can go up to here and then no more and if i want more oh well i'm going to learn that contentment and that generosity that abides here that doesn't mean that we become paupers but we puts it in perspective i want god to know that he can at any time abundantly provide and bless for me in such a way that i have more than more than enough and not worry not that god worries but not worry that i'm going to eat the seed And that's why I've made that covenant with him of this is my lifestyle ceiling. Now, he's not asking all of us to do that, but I do believe we're all called to a spiritual awareness. And even last week, I referenced this when I talked about being aware how we're investing, the spiritual consequences of taking our money that God has given us, right? The resources he's given us and investing it into companies that are not glorifying the kingdom. I can't imagine... As a mother, if I gave money to my son and he turned around and used that money in exact opposition, what if I gave him, what if I gave my son money and he went to another financial advisor and invested? I'd be like, what are we thinking? Well, no, 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 no. I'm not giving you any more money because mama knows how to do it. You need to invest the money in crystal clear finances. But yet God gives us money and we say, hey, cool. Thank you, God. And then we invested in things that are totally contrary Because many times, and I believe this, many times we're not aware. So that spiritual awareness of our responsibility of money is so critical. And to prepare for this transfer of wealth, male or female, I know they're saying more females will receive it. And a lot of that's because, yes, parents will die, but also spouses will die. The average age of a widow in this country is 57 years old. So when we talk about the money that's coming in, we also need to get the female... Uh, population us women need to know how to be handling finances so spiritual awareness is one and then the second one we've been talking about is emotional intelligence to say you know what i feel like doing something i want to do something yet i know to do another and so i will do what i know not what i feel and that's such a, ooh, that a lot of people find themselves between a rock and a hard place learning how to uh, understand what's being said to you. All these are emotional intelligence. And we're not going to hang out there today. But I tell you what, when someone inherits money and then people start coming out of the woodwork to borrow money, if you don't have emotional intelligence and you don't know how to set up boundaries, then you give all your money away because you're trying to get people to like you. And when you're doing that, you're robbing yourself of what God has for you and who God wants to bless you with and bless, bless other people through you. And the third area that we talk about as we're getting ready for this transfer is we have to have financial savvy. And that's why we spent some time last week talking about the importance of understanding how does investing really work? It's not just throwing money into the stock market. It's investing in companies. And we do know companies change the culture. It's not our politicians. The politicians, they put their finger up, which way is the wind blowing? And many of them will say, hey, this is the way I'm going to stand today because the wind's blowing that way and you'll all vote for me again. But companies companies are the ones that can change the culture because they can raise the profits and then they can influence, right, the politicians. But we need to make sure then if companies impact the culture, that we make sure that we are impacting the company and supporting the right companies. And let me just take a little rabbit trail here. I didn't get a chance to share this last week. I think this is so powerful about the significance of what companies can do, right? When we talk about the fact if we think back to apartheid in, in South Africa and the things that were happening there and the segregation and just the mistreatment that went on, you know, we can say, oh, that's a horrible thing and I can do nothing. But I want to tell you back in 1913, uh, 19, yes, 1913, when General Motors said, we're going to open up a subsidiary in South Africa, and they knew what was going on and who they were going to hire and what they were going to do. There was 50 years later, an African-American Baptist minister named Leon Sullivan. He was appointed as a board member on the GM board. First African-American. So this was a big deal. Well, he gets together with a bunch of Episcopal, uh, Episcopalian pastors and says, wait a minute. How come we have GM has something over in South Africa that's going to do evil, that's, that's propaganding, that's promoting what's happening over there? We're going to boycott them and so leon and these pastors get together and then they start spreading the news in the united states about what's happening in south africa so then you have an activist adele simmons who became the president of hampshire college in 1977 and i want you to hear this in 1988 because of her spreading the awareness One hundred and fifty five universities had divested from any of General Motors or any company that was going to be part of the apartheid in South Africa. It says their dollars were significant. And in 1986, guys, that's not that long ago, the University of California divested of all their stocks meaning $3.1 billion worth of stocks because they didn't want anything with South African ties because, again, just like when we talked about solar panels on last week's program, they were saying, I don't want anything to do with this. And listen to this from Nelson Mandela. And this is with from Adele Simmons. Remember, she was the president of the Hampshire College, and it says, when I met with Mandela in 1990 in New York, he said that divestment was a crucial factor in ending apartheid. The movement against apartheid was led by South Africans. Yes, that's true. And Mandela was an inspiration throughout the decades, but the actions of U.S. investors gave the movement both visibility and legitimacy and had a decisive economic impact. So in other words, investors had an unquestionable impact on the fall of apartheid, which officially took place in 1994. Don't tell me we can't make a difference. We can make a huge difference and still be profitable in what we do, right? We don't have to to invest in things that are contrary to our beliefs and our values. And that's why as we look at this big picture of this wealth transfer that's coming and we get the spiritual awareness and we get grow emotional intelligence and we have financial savvy, we begin to align our money where it needs to go. Now, with all of that being said, that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about, okay, wait a minute. What if you're one of the people that say, I've got this money and I want to transfer it, I'm just not sure when. I'm just not sure how. What are the things that I need to do? And that's why today I really want to drill in, and I want to talk about the six T's when it comes to transferring wealth. Because I know I have a good friend. uh, I won't say his name on radio, but he knows who I'm talking about because he listens to my podcast when he goes walking. And he has the best spreadsheets. Well, one of the things he showed me at a recent meeting... He said, Crystal, look what I got here. I was so proud of him. He had everything listed where the kids would know where to find the the assets, who to call, what his passwords were. Like it was this like long family document that's in it. And I'm so excited because I want to share this specifically for all of you and for him. Because when he begins to realize, okay, I've amassed this. How do I get it to my boys? How do I get it to my new grandson? How do I get it to the next generation? That's what we're going to talk about. So, let's talk about number one when we're talking about the six T, as in transfer, six T's of wealth transfer. The first one is the decision to transfer. Now, here, there's three choices. You know, the money is going to transfer. You can either plan for the transfer and do it properly or you can be ad hoc and let kind of slip through the cracks, but it's either going to go to your heirs, those you love, those who have meaning in, in your life. It's going to go to a charity, right? Some nonprofit organization that you believe in the mission of it. Or guess what your third choice is? Yes, our beloved Uncle Sam. It's going to go to government and taxes. I don't know about you, but when I've worked all my life, had the blessing of God on me and have, uh, accumulate wealth, I'm not donating and signing up to do a bridge in my name or give it to the government or give it to taxes. I want to figure out a way that I'm going to give some to my children and I'm going to give some to a charity because I want to continue to propel that forward. Now, here's questions that you can be asking. What is the worst or best thing that can happen if I transfer wealth to blank? So I'm thinking about this. I've got three children, two grandchildren, and I'm hopefully going to have a lot more grandchildren. And as I'm sitting here and beginning to structure and understand as you're doing a wealth transfer and as you're putting your plan together, over time, you will need to adapt it. So don't wait till, okay, I think everybody in my lineage, lineage that I know of is going to be born now. No, begin now and say, okay, this is how it's going to go. And I think, what if I left everything to my son? What if I left everything to my middle daughter? What would she do it? What would I do if I left it to Melanie? Where would it go? How would it impact them? So what's the worst or best thing that could happen if I transfer it? How serious would it be? And then how likely is that to occur? So I think about it. If I was to leave everything to five, who's my right arm here at Crystal Clear Finances, he is the succession plan. He will be the one running this in years to come. And and I will kind of deplete and he will kind of increase, right? Decrease and increase. Would it hurt him? I don't believe so. Because I think he knows where my heart is for the kingdom. And he would continue. He would use it to invest in the clients. He would continue to invest in quality companies. For my daughter, would it hurt her? No, but you know what I would always be careful of when I'm thinking about giving it to my children is, will that impact their marriages? Well, all of a sudden, if my child inherits a lot of money in in my eyes, would that now make them feel superior to their spouse? I I don't believe so. I think they have very healthy marriages. What's the worst that could happen? Could I cause a divorce by overgiving to my children? Would I take away their desire to do a hard day, a a good work, you know, a hard day work where at the end they say, I feel satisfied. Would they kick back and become those trust fund babies that just are splurging and, and are many times not having a quality life? These are the things we need to ask. And that's where we can begin to say, okay, I've made the decision to transfer, and I've decided this is how much I can give to a child, and I don't think it will hurt them. And the remainder will go to this charity. So that would be the first one. the second area we want to look at is the treatment of this transfer. You know, a lot of times I sit down with couples, and they talk about how, well, I've got four children, so I'm going to divide everything 25%. One child has a drug problem. One child has a drinking problem. The other one has a spouse they think is going to leave them. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, wait a minute. You should love all your child, children equally, but you should treat them uniquely. You want to look at what circumstances they're in and make sure whatever you're giving them is going to equip them and empower them, not enslave them. And you might say, Crystal, money can't do this. But money is a very strange thing when it's put in unprepared hands or when people aren't mentally in that place. So I guess the big thing that I would say to you is begin to consider that you love the children equally, but not give equally. I look right now, and I'm just going to share just between me and you and the thousands, is I look at this and I say, when I pass away, my son will inherit this business that's above and beyond what he will inherit from my life insurance policies and from the Langdon family. And you might say, well, that's not fair. What about your girls? Well, here's the thing. For years and years, he's been by my side. He's been by my side when there was money to just pay him and someone else. And then there was money just to pay someone else. And it was the three of us. And we grew and we grew and we grew. He's been there in the long hours. And so at the time of my passing. Yes, it will be his because he has grown into that role. And no, maybe it's not fair because the the business definitely has a value on it. And the kids, if you take everything from the Langdon and just divide that by three, he gets a third plus this. But I feel in my spirit, that is the right way to do it with him. And so when we look at these different things, you have to look at your children and say, what is the best thing for them and their household? And what is the most honoring for them? You love all of them, but you treat them uniquely. All right, let's go to the third one, and then we're going to take a quick break. But the third one is the timing of this. Now, this is a pretty detailed one, because when I think about this, you know, there are many that say, well, I'm going to either A, give it all to my kids now while I'm alive, or I'm going to wait till I pass away, and that's when they give it. But I like that mixture of it. I like being able to say, you know what, I can give them up to 17000 a year. They're not going to have to pay taxes on it. I can give 17000 to them, their spouse, and their child. And then my husband can do the same every year without causing taxes to my child up to that million dollar gift tax limit. So these are things that we want to think about. So I watch, you know, growing up with my kids, they wanted a lot. <laughs> I think all kids do, right? And I remember telling them, nope, you've got to work for this, but here's the deal. Mom will always make you swim, but I'll never let you drown. I want them to go through the blood, sweat, and tears of learning and applying and struggling and being victorious and learning and being empowered and growing. And so I want to, there will be times when I see uh, a time where I can step in. So let me give you an example and then we're going to take a break. I remember my daughter, Stephanie. She went to uh, a college in New York City. And here we are, upstate New York, right, on the farm, literally on 10 acres. She would go down to the city and she expected, because mom's a financial planner, that I was going to pay for her college. Like I told them from the time they were 10, I'm not paying for your college. Uh, This is not happening. We'd seen too many people go to college, do drinking, party the whole thing, and they wasted their mom's and dad's money. So I was just not signing up for that. To which she was not thrilled to hear the news. And so she became an RA, I think it's called, a resident advisor. She worked a part-time job. That girl... Busted her butt and went to a New York City college. She got um, accredited classes in high school, then went to the college work so that when she ended college, she had less than $100,000 of school loans. I mean, she carried the whole thing herself. She would come home, we'd fill her suitcase full of food. She, we'd drop her off at the train station. She'd pull it up out of the subway, you know, clunk, 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 her suitcase behind her, bringing food home. We did things that we could to help her. But I remember when she graduated, I always remember this, and uh, she had come home. We said, Steffi, we're so proud of you. And so we gave her a card, and in this card, she opened it up, and it just said, Congratulations, Mom and Dad, love you, blah, blah, blah. And they opened up the card, and it says, Your debt has been paid. And we paid her college debt. She sobbed in my husband's arms 30 minutes, 40 minutes, because she kept saying, I didn't know how I was going to be able to pay this all. so i said Steffi, see here's the deal i needed you to go through the experience to become the woman you've become but the lesson has been learned the character has been built the debt has been forgiven so i think that there are times in our life where the timing of the gift is so key if we give it too soon then what happens is they don't learn the lessons they don't develop the character that they are going to need for the years to come but then there's times when they need grace when you have the power to do good and you can step in and say i got that for you and allow them now to step into the next one with the empowerment that they've had to me so critical so we've got to learn not only if we're gonna to decide to transfer who gets it, right? Whether it's gonna be our heirs, a charity or the government. We've gotta decide the treatment, how we're gonna treat people. Are we doing this all car blanc across the board? Hey, listen, just for a side note there, I didn't pay for my son's college, but I paid for Stephanie's. Different situation, different child, different type, set of circumstances. So treated uniquely, love the same. And then the timing, whether we wanna do some now, or whether we wanna do some in the future. Let's go ahead, let's take a quick 60 second break and then we'll be back with more crystal clear finances. Businesses exist to create value and that value can enhance respecting personal freedom, demonstrating concern for justice, promoting family in our communities, exhibiting responsible management practices and environmental stewardship. But unfortunately, these values are not often found in every company, and yet they continue to grow and receive funding from unaware investors. But this doesn't have to continue. It's time to rediscover the timeless truths of investing. What are the principles and systems of measurements that we should use to evaluate companies? What are the moral ethics and mission statements of companies we're empowering through our investment funds? And at what price to our community and the welfare of others are we willing to accept profit? Find out these answers and more at the Timeless Truths event on Thursday, May 11th at 6 p.m. at the offices of Crystal Clear Finances. This live on-site event will be full of investing wisdom and timeless truths that can be applied. Call 518-433-7181 to register today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. I want to encourage you, stop whatever you're doing, get a piece of paper, write down 518-433-7181. Call our office and say, hey, sign me up for that timeless Truths of Investing seminar that's going to be on May 11th. This is a Thursday at six o'clock. We're going to have sandwiches like we always used to, roast beef, turkey, or hummus. We're going to have Harry Nelson from Eventide. You've heard me talk about Eventide, one of the fun companies we use that does values-based investing. He's going to be here, and we're going to talk about all that we've been learning about, wait a minute, How do i really invest what was the purpose of it how do i find the right investments how do i do values-based investments and further the kingdom of god so that is thursday may 11th six o'clock sign up 518-433-7181 all right let's get back to what we were talking about when we're talking about the six t's of transfers and i better speed it up because we've only got a few minutes left we said the first t is the decision to transfer Am I giving it to my heirs, people I love? Am I giving it to a charity or am I giving it to the government? Treatment, love everyone, but treat each person uniquely. And then we were talking about timing. Now, I do wanna make sure I make a comment on the timing. One of the things that we don't use money to do, and this is so important because a lot of times people wanna do their giving while they're living so they're knowing where it's going, right? And so they give the money, but they also use it as manipulation. Look what mom's doing for you. Therefore, you have to do that. Oh, but mom paid for this. All right, if that's the way you're going, stop. Just stop. Nobody likes to be manipulated. If you're going to give, give. And then, that's, then you're done with it. And it's not to be brought up again. It's not to be, well, I already gave you this and I already gave you that. If you're going to give, do it out of a spirit of generosity. Again, what does that go back to? Timing. Does the child need that to be able to advance in the calling that God has for their life? Yes or no. Is it going to help develop character in them? Yes or no. Will it create family memories that will strengthen your family and complete a family missional purpose? Yes or no. Going to a baseball game. Cool idea. What is that doing? It's uniting the family together so that when the hard times comes, it doesn't pull apart. Another thing that you want to be careful of when you're giving is that you want to make sure it doesn't become between husband and wife and get in the way of God dealing with your children. Do not play Savior. This transfer is going to happen. There's a right way for it to happen. Playing savior, manipulating, and then favoring a child over their spouse is not the way to do it. I know that the way we have it set up. And again, we don't have all the answers here at Crystal Clear Finances, but we got a few of them. And one of the things that we're doing is, yes, when I'm giving it to my daughter, I'm giving equal amount to my son-in-law. So when the inheritance comes, it's not all going to Steffi. It's going to Steffi get some and tie gets some so that they're equal. If they're each getting a certain amount, it's gonna be equal there. So now there's no, well, I have this money, my mom gave it to me, and so now I'm gonna make the decisions in the household. I am not going to allow that to happen. Next one, let's talk about number four is the title. How are you going to title what's given? Remember, there are ways that you can title things where it can be given to God. It can be given the the business. If you have a business, how are you going to do it? What are the different avenues you're gonna use? Donor advice fund, charitable remain trust. There's legal entities that can be set up. Now, many people say, I don't know, and that's okay. What you can do is you can sit down with myself, you can sit down with five, my son. You can, If there's a local financial advisor who's faith-based by you, you can sit down with them. The point is come in, not with all the answers, but hey, here's the direction I wanna go. I want to be able to put my investment someplace and then get an income stream while I'm alive. And then when it passes, then I want it to go to my charity. Oh, so you want a charitable remainder trust oh, I want to be able to have life insurance that I know is going to go tax free and I want to make sure it goes into, it. oh, you want an eyelet? So you there's different things that you're going to find out that financial advisors should be savvy, CRTs and islets and, and graphs and CRUTS and all these different areas, acronyms that we have for different tools. The fifth area is the tools and techniques, which is basically what I was just starting to go into. There's different foundations. There's donor advised funds. I love the fact that you can set up a donor advised fund and literally put your money into it, get an immediate tax deduction, and then you can tell the kids, hey, every year I want you to meet and decide where we want the gifting to go in the name of the family. Wouldn't that be cool to have your family's foundation and people think it's gotta be billions of dollars? No, if you have five, 10, 15, 25,000, set up a donor advised fund and be able to teach your family family giving. And the last one before we run out of time is talk. We need to talk about this with our children. All of my children know where our heart is. That's why I'm so confident as I begin this business succession with my son. And don't worry, I'm not going anywhere for a while. But as I talk to them, I know the profits of the company. When we give to heroes and horses, when we give to One Hope so every child can have a Bible, when we give to these places, we've talked about what the lasting legacy of Crystal Clear Finances is. And here's the the shocking news. It's not about finding the best investments. It's about furthering the kingdom of God through our investments and then taking our profits to invest in the kingdom. Those are what we're looking for. So have a family conference. Sit down and talk with the kids, you know, talk about where we want the money to go, What? spend time training. How do I get them ready to receive this money so when it gets into their hands, it doesn't just evaporate, it goes third, fourth, and fifth generation. A lot of areas to go through, a lot of details on the family conference that you and I can talk with one-on-one. But I want to encourage you, give our office a call at 518-433-7181. It's time to get ready for the transfer, whether you're the one that's going to do the transfer, whether you're the one that's receiving the transfer. There are a lot of different components in that. The key is preparation. Prepare for what's about to come because when we're prepared, it comes to us, I believe that, When we're faithful with a little, he makes us ruler over much. So join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management LLC an SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.